All year, I dream about gaming conventions. Welcome back, dreamers. We have another episode. We're going to focus on our favorite topic of all time ever in the history of gaming conventions, Mm. which is the point of this podcast. The greatest four days in gaming, which are going to be coming up in 254 days, if I've calculated it right, and if we release this episode on time. (laughs) Quirks, for our dreamers out there who listen to this but don't necessarily know what the greatest four days in gaming are, what are they? Super Magfest? Hardly. Oh. Uh, or, or Origins? I think you've attended Origins Game Fair enough times to know that's, first off, not the case. And that's also five days. Oh. Gen Con! Gen Con! There you go. I knew I was going to get it eventually. The upcoming Gen Con is going to run from Thursday, August the 1st to Sunday, August the 4th, 2024. It's never too early to start thinking about budgeting for Gen Con, mm-hmm. especially with the holidays coming up. Um, you don't want to spend all your money on Christmas presents to deny yourself Christmas in August. True. If you, you know, cut people out of your life and don't give them presents, that can be a great way to save money for gaming conventions. Indeed. One way I try to take stock of the Gen Con beforehand, in addition to the episodes where we reviewed our Gen Con experience, taking a look at travel expenses and seeing, you know, how much it was that I spent to get there, whether it's the plane ticket, whether it's the cost of parking, whether it's the cost of food at the airport that I need to snack on. You know, that's that all goes into the calculus for me. Yeah, and hotel is going to be your biggest expense unless you're coming in from, like, a research station in Antarctica or something. And the more people you split your room with, the cheaper it'll be, but you don't want to end up sleeping in the bathtub, so, you know, plan wisely. I mean, also, to some degree, the hotel's going to be a bit of a fixed expense just due to the the housing lottery and the housing block set up, so... Yeah. Another thing to consider is what you're spending on food and, by extension, drinks. Um, that can be one of the silent things where, you know, you may be walking around with cash. It's not easy to track how much you spend on food. Uh, but, you know, getting an idea of how much you're spending out at the food trucks or at the restaurants or when you're at the high velocity at the JW um, and you're getting drinks very slowly, um, you know, that's that's another potentially big expense you want to try to get an idea for and control for and possibly plan to do better. Now, there's something else I think I'm forgetting. I, I think you actually know this one. It's it's jewelry for my wife, right? N- no. Uh, bespoke clothing for my children. That, uh, probably for you, but not in general, no. Uh, so... Games! Games! Games you buy! And events you attend. That's all going to begin to add up eventually, and especially with generics, can be a secret budget killer. Yeah, don't be like those people who ask at the end of the convention how to return their 50 generic tickets. Be like, well, up until six hours ago, uh, you could have easily done so. But Once you have an idea of what you spent, figure out ways to save money. Um, you know, that new hot book from Wizards of the Coast... Uh, that's come out and is probably not that great. Uh, maybe maybe you wait on that and get that in the used market or just don't get it at all. 
make sure that you that you have money in order to attend because it's going to be January pretty soon and it's going to be time to get a badge. Mm-hmm. You could also try some less standard yet still very viable ways to save money like volunteering because the sooner you put it out there that you are willing to donate your time to attend the convention, the more likely it is you'll be able to find somebody who fits what you're looking for. Like, I'm an auction guy. I always volunteer for them. They are always looking for more volunteers, but in theory, they could have enough later in the year. Same for any gaming companies. They only want to run so many games. So put your name out somewhere in social media or email somebody like, please let me volunteer and save some money. And they'll be like, okay. And I think one thing that we haven't really talked about because their their crew gets set pretty quickly and we started recording our podcast in June of 2023. But I think also you can volunteer for Gen Con as well. You yes. can be one of those people with the staff shirts who sit in the rooms and yell at people. Yeah, that's probably the like end goal of volunteering for people who want to genuinely feel like they're making a difference because everyone appreciates their presence. Another thing you can do, a way to cut costs, look at booking a flight early. past few years, I have booked a flight as soon as I could, usually about six months out. Um, I can get a flight with Southwest. Usually a direct flight, I think I've spent $200 round trip um, Mm. by doing that ahead of time. It comes with a potential risk, and this depends on your risk appetite, but you may not be able to use your plane ticket, um, and that, that can suck. Sort of after you figure out a plan for your money and how to attend, you also got to clear out your calendar. That's an important thing to do now. Yeah, it can be fairly variable when you head out and when you head back. You can even base it on the flight prices you can get or the hotel rooms or, you know, who you can drive with or whatever. I have started my Gen Con trip anywhere from the, the Friday before Gen Con starts to, you know, the more standard like Wednesday afternoon that Gen Con is virtually starting. And it all depends on who's available to go with me, what kind of space we have, what price things are, if you want to fly, yeah. Uh, it's also important to let the partner in your life or even ex-partner with whom you share a child mm. uh, know that you're going to be out of town and that they can die in a million fires if you're going to be anywhere other than Indianapolis, Indiana from August the 1st to 4th, 2024. Same goes with work. Tell them to go die in a million fires and get your time request off early. And if they deny it, just walk out the door and never come back. That's my professional advice to you, the listener. Lastly, we're starting to come up on deadlines for Gen Con, and it may seem a little crazy that they're this early. They're not as early as Dragon Con, which has yeah. already renewed their <laughs> hotels yep. 11 months out. Uh, but the first of the sort of soft deadlines that is, are coming up are for VIG requests. So what is the VIG program? VIG stands for Very Important Gamer, and it is someone who pays a lot of money for a badge to get limited benefits so quorex what do you get with the vig program other than the sense of entitlement that whatever you are given it is insufficient indeed (laughs) you you certainly get a you get a four-day badge you get early access to the hotel block and that early access for anybody who's had to go through the hotel housing lottery recently is almost worth the full price of it if you want to make sure that you are in the downtown housing block on-site, you do get a special VIG lounge 
with, you know, like they do will call stuff for you. They have charging stations and wireless, uh, unlimited coffee, tea, soda, water bottles, that kind of thing. Incredibly kind, like top shelf Gen Con volunteers who will cater oh, to you. They, they, I'm going to out myself as a VIG here, but they are they are just the nicest people. And every year I thank them from my bottom of my heart because they put up with a lot of entitlement. Well, if you are, then I will too, because we both got in 2021 lottery when Gen Con was desperate for cash because of 2020's impact on their bottom line. And they brought in 150 new VIGs, I think they said. And yeah, we know like nine of them just between the two of us. It's true. We're we're the jerks. But we appreciate it. And we're not those people on the forums complaining about how it sucks. And yet they keep buying it every year. Speaking of complaining... Uh, you, as a VIG, you also get a swag bag of varying quality. Uh, you sometimes get some pretty nice bags. Uh, there's usually an exclusive VIG t-shirt, even if it's just the standard shirt that says VIG somewhere on it. But you also get games and books and, you know, other things like that. So it's nice. And I will usually pawn some of the stuff off on some of my friends who, uh, as a condition of staying with me, and getting in that early access to the housing block, pay a small stipend to me to offset the cost of the $700 badge that it is. I know people who straight up just divide the cost of their badge and add it to the hotel and tell people that's what they're doing. And it seems like basically no one cares because they're like, oh, you got us one of the best rooms? Yeah, okay, I'll pay an extra $100. Who cares? This is what rich people do apparently with their I, free time. I... I am a magnanimous oh. thing. Me too. Uh, more magnanimous than you. I'm magnanimous of the earth than that. You don't charge anything. Um, no, I don't. But you know uh. what? This is like the one time of year that I just think of myself as Santa Claus. So, you know, that's that's how I roll here. I have seen you swoop onto a table with a bunch of drink tickets. So, yes, <laughs> uh, that, that tracks. That's a fact. And you get the VIG lounge, which is also the hidden bonus there. That's a bag check, too. You can drop off your stuff and go and buy another bag full of stuff and leave it there instead of having to carry it around all day. No one wants to do that. And I will say in my general life, I exclusively use Gen Con branded bags on vacation now, thanks in part to this. Another thing I've actually never used before, but based upon the, the VIG page on Gen Con website, gencon.com slash attend dash slash VIG, uh, you also get priority seating at certain events where you say, hey, I'm a VIG, please sit me down first. I've heard about people using that only at the like burlesque shows that they have in the big ballrooms, but yeah, I've never, I've never done it either, but I also go to like half an event a year, so no surprise yeah. there. I apologize personally that all the people who claim to not like the VIG program but keep buying it every year haven't, you know, released it so people listening to this who would like to get it couldn't get a chance. There's also a concept of a VIG companion. So if you have a VIG badge, you also can nominate one of your friends to be a VIG companion. And this is a nice little benefit, access to that lounge. They're going to get access to an early hotel block. Downside, they're not going to get that swag that is kind of okay. But it's $270 for the ticket, which I think is about twice the price of a normal ticket. I've never had a problem trying to convince somebody to take one of these badges. It's it's pretty nice. It's actually better than being the whale who spends the big amount of money. For sure. Yeah. 
And they used to let you have three of them, but they've uh, converted that to more cash on their end. But <laughs> <laughs> more VIGs, fewer companions. So, Quarks, if somebody wants to apply for the VIG program, what do they need to do? It's easy, even if it's weird. You just email vig at gencon.com. Between November 15th and December 15th, from the email address that you use for your Gen Con online account, and you basically say, like, I would like to enter the VIG lottery. That's like, an important distinction to, to know for people, because yeah. my Gen Con email is not the main email that I use. So I think the first one or two years I tried to get a VIG, I wound up not being able to try to, you know, was out of contention because there was no account to match it to. So Yeah, that, that sounds, uh, I'm sure that happens all the time, too. And so if I send that email from my account that's associated with my Gen Con account, when do I hear back about the program? In theory, you will hear back before the VIG hotel rooms go up. So between January and February-ish, I heard back, I want to say April, I think, when I got mine. But that was like, you know, two days Whoa. before the general public got into the hotel block at the end of April, because they were trying desperately to fill the 150 they had opened up. I doubt that's ever going to happen again. So, yeah, probably February yeah. at the latest. The uh, I I got the email, I think the day, I got an email on Friday, mm -hmm. and the VIG block opened on Sunday. And nice. I talked with Ed on Sunday morning, and I'm like, hey, you've got a VIG, so we need a VIG, and he goes... You're never going to get a VIG again if you don't get if you don't take this. And I'm just like, it's a fact. Good call, <laughs> Okay, I was like, yeah, no, that's, that's a good answer. So, dreamers, get those VIG entries in, and yeah. we hope to see you in the lounge. Maybe we'll record at the lounge. Maybe we'll do an event at the lounge for our VIG dreamers. That would be hilarious. But uh, next time, uh, I think in theory we're going to talk about Lorcana. And yeah, and the, the litigation that's ongoing between Upper Deck and Ravensburger, uh, to give you a taste of the new hotness from last year's Gen Con, um, but not something strictly dreaming about gaming conventions. <laughs> Greetings from the end of the episode, weary traveler. Perhaps you would like to examine my social media wares, all gathered at linktr.ee slash dreamaboutgamingconventions. We sell everything from Instagram to Facebook to YouTube. Soon we may have whatever tip jar the kids are using these days. All music for this episode was composed by Quarex. Except for Adidas, courtesy freemidi.org. All editing for this episode was also by Quarex. Ben made me edit the episode. <laughs> <laughs>